When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again, and welcome to The Roads with Bo. Today is January 18th, 2024, and this is not The Roads Not Taken. <laughs> this is a Q&A. This is a Q&A thing um, because we normally put something out on Thursdays, and I didn't have any long format stuff this week. So you're getting a Q&A. Uh, this was described as totally random, and these questions came from the email because I think the last time we did this, they came from Patreon. Uh, if you are interested in sending in a message, the email is question for bow at Gmail, and it's the word for. Okay, so starting off, my question to you is, should I simply leave the top of the ticket blank, or is there another candidate that I should vote for? My daughter supports the socialist candidate, but given that she is almost certain to lose, is there a better way to cast my vote? A write-in. I managed to hold my nose and vote for Hillary in 2016, despite my contempt over her vote for war in Iraq, but I can't do it for Biden. Wow, that last sentence is... That is wild to me, but... Okay. Um, and It's wild to me because I personally view... Clinton is worse. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so I I don't believe that it is my place to tell people how to vote. Um, I don't I don't do that. In fact, if you if you look, the only candidate I have ever endorsed uh, was Big Bird against Ted Cruz. That's the only candidate I have ever endorsed. Uh, this is. It's it's one of those lines I don't want to cross um, because I don't want to become a cheerleader for any candidate. Um, that being said, I have gotten enough questions about a like how to do a protest vote, uh, which is what this is. I mean, you, there's no way the third party candidate would win, but the idea behind this is to send a message. Um. I am very much on the record that I don't really think that this is a super effective way to do things. Um, but I get messages asking how to do it, which tells me those people who believe that this is a good idea probably aren't putting out a plan that a whole lot of people can get behind. Um, so in the interest of you know, diversity of tactics, because even though I don't think it would be incredibly effective, I could be wrong, you know. Um, I will I will try to put out a video going over a way to try to engage in a protest vote and send a message to, without doing more harm than good, um, because I, I do believe that both could actually be done. Um, I don't necessarily think engaging in a protest vote will will bring about calamity if it's done right. And for those who are curious, I think that if you're going to 
try to build a party that is further to the left than the Democratic Party, you, you have to build the party. Um, you have to start at the ground level, the, at the local level, and, and work your way up and actually build the party, not just try to put in a, a different president. Because even if that president gets in, well, they have to deal with a Congress that is not aligned with them. So they don't, they don't really have a lot of power. Uh, presidents have the power to make things worse, not really make them better on their own. They need Congress for that. Um, so I will, I will try to get a video out on that. And you, you could also try to shift the Democratic Party from within and realign it by running candidates again at the local level. And then as time went on, they would get sucked up. It's Actually, there's a video on this channel called The Roads to Realignment that goes through that process. Just substitute, you know, the, the drone strikes for elections. And you can alter the organizational structure the same way. Um, so, you know, you could, you could do it without, like, all the violence that's talked about in that video. Okay. So, next one. Hiya. I'm one of your Patreon supporters and a regular watcher of your channels, but I'm also not an American. I'm an Australian living in Sydney. As someone on the outside looking at your political situation, it really looks as if half your country is literally insane. <laughs> I see footage of interviews with apparently normal Americans saying that only Trump can be trusted on this issue or only Trump cares about the little people, etc. This seems like absolute lunacy. The rest of the world is watching the U.S. political scene with some trepidation, hoping that sanity will prevail. But in the event, but in the face of half your population seriously considering re-electing someone who is so obviously greedy and self-serving, willing to say anything to anyone to squeeze money out of them, let's just say feeling despair is putting it mildly. Can you explain for those of us outside the U.S. why so many of you can't seem to see through Trump? It goes back to the beginning. When he first popped on the scene as a Republican, keep in mind he was a Democrat before that, and keep in mind before he ran as a Democrat, he was he was a reform candidate as, as well. Um, it, he launched his platform around playing into nostalgia and giving people who did not want to progress with the rest of society permission to be their absolute worst. That's how he built a base. A lot of his base is still with him. In the U.S., there are a lot of people who will support their political party no matter what. And I feel as though what happened in 2020 was the result of Republicans being like, yeah, I'm not doing it with this guy again. Um, my, my gut tells me that's going to occur again in 2024. Um, but I can't say there's no possibility that he would get elected again. So we'll... Uh, Yeah. That's what it boils down to. At the end of it, it boils down to 
nostalgia, bad information, people wanting to believe something because it reinforces their preconceived notions and giving people permission to, to be bad people. Um, it's those things. That's, that's how he built his base. With dwindling stockpiles for Ukraine, do you think the old Pomkas bunkers might get used and would M14s be useful on the field? Um, okay, so a little bit of context. Uh, Pomkas bunkers were... I believe they've been acknowledged. If not, they're a myth. They're a rumor that won't die. That during the Cold War, the United States in particular, but NATO as a whole, created storage facilities for weapons and equipment. Some of them big enough to house like a lot of tanks. Um, and that these are not the pre-positioned equipment that everybody knows about, but there's like secret ones. And that these have been maintained... But a lot of the equipment in them is older. And maybe that's true. Um, would M14s... Yeah. I mean, it, just because it's not the most modern or best, it, it's still a functional thing. Um, all that being said, I don't I don't think it's going to get to that point. <laughs> um, could this happen? Sure. You know, assuming these things actually exist. Um but I, I don't I don't think that's going to be necessary. Okay. Big fan, but maybe some happy news along with some education of Vermont water rescue just in the past few days. Heroes, we all need them, but also first aid. What to do with a person you pulled out of an icy lake? You've discussed IFAC and first aid, but what about how to treat potential hypothermia? Yeah, this sounds like a suggestion for a video over on the other channel. Um, okay, so you've got somebody out of a icy lake. First things first, be gentle. Don't like rub their skin or anything like that to try to warm them up. You want to remove wet clothing, insulate them from the ground, then use layers of blankets um, to warm them up. Obviously, dry them off gently. Um and then, you, so there's warm compresses that can be used as well, but I'm kind of reluctant to talk about that too much because I've read some, I've read some studies and basically check out the Mayo Clinic on that because the latest stuff I've seen says that if you use it on the limbs, it could be really bad, like fatal. Um, so be gentle, get the clothing off of them, dry them off. Um, insulate them from the ground, assuming they're going to be outdoors, um, and use layers of blankets to warm them up. Obviously, call 911. And key thing to remember, you're not dead until you're warm and dead. So if you are performing other kind of life-saving stuff, keep doing it until EMS shows up because... You're not dead till you're warm and dead. If, if you want to know more about that, Google that phrase. Um, 
Okay, my question, part one. I found the musical choices you referenced to be good and interesting. What was the last artist you listened to? The last artist I listened to was Dave's True Story. There is no part two to this. That's funny. Okay. Can you explain the Bradley T90 thing and why and why war Twitter is go, going crazy over a tank blowing up a tank? Because a Bradley's not a tank. Do you remember those videos? Um, when the U.S. sent Bradleys over, there was this whole thing about what qualifies as a tank and what isn't. A Bradley is not a tank. I know it has tracks like a tank, and it has a turret, and it looks like a tank, but technically that is an, an infantry fighting vehicle. Uh, the T-90 is the top of the line of the Russian side. So the idea that a infantry fighting vehicle that is totally not a tank took one out has has people questioning tanks in the future and stuff like that. It's worth remembering that the Bradley is not a normal infantry fighting vehicle. That 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 auto cannon is something else. Um, but that's why they're talking about that footage. Okay. Canada loves your show. Is the United States ready for another Trump loss? Um, I think so. I, assuming I'm reading that question right, I, I think so. I think there will be, if it occurs and Trump loses, I think there will be sporadic um, low-level issues that arise but probably nothing huge. My question part two. Hopefully your team will separate these so you can't see this part when you answer the first. Was your answer a woman with a sexy voice? If it was, do you know that I just want to bet? Also, are you aware that your musical choices often lean towards women with sultry voices and at least some political undertones to their music. If you are aware, have you examined why that might be? Okay. <laughs> Y'all are psychoanalyzing me now. Um, what's your answer? Dave's true story does, in fact, have a a singer with a sultry voice. That is that is true. Um, no, I hadn't really. I did not know that about myself. I didn't really think about it, and so, no, I have not examined why that might be. Um, <laughs> and you have a, you had a bet about that. That's all right. Okay, moving on. <laughs> With a chance of a Trump presidency looming over our heads, there is nonstop talk of doom and gloom for life in the United States. With most of his rhetoric and fear-mongering, I tend to believe, such as Project 2025, Day One Dictator, changing, ignoring the Constitution, and countless others. My question is, does the U.S. have safeguards in place to prevent him from turning the United States of America into the United Kingdom of Trump? That safeguard is you. That safeguard is you, the, the American people. Um, the idea is that somebody like Trump would never be in office. 
the idea is that if they got in, their own party would put the country above their party and impeach and convict. Um, you are the safeguard. Make no mistake about it. There are there are a bunch of systems in the United States that are incredibly resilient to somebody who wants to be a day one dictator. Um, but there are limits to everything. It would depend on what happens in the House and the Senate and a whole lot of other things. The actual safeguard is the American people rejecting Trumpism. From an outsider's perspective, it appears to me that the further out of touch the GOP gets from the general population, the more authoritarian they become. Is that what is happening or just my flawed perspective? No, you're right. You're right. Um, a lot of their policy is based on the beliefs from the 1950s to the 1980s, and it hasn't changed. It is out of touch with the average American because they don't want to change their policy. They have become more authoritarian in trying to force their ideas and force their way into power so they can control the, the levers of power. Yeah, no, you're right. If you weren't married to Mrs. Bo, which YouTube personality would you like to date? Which do you find the sexiest? Um, yeah, not something I'd put a lot of thought into, to be honest. Um, even though Biden is less worse, even though Biden is less worse than Trump, after the PR and human disaster in dealing with the recent Palestinian-Israeli situation, vote blue no matter who seems to be losing a lot of steam, at least from a non-American perspective. In case the worst happens, Trump re-election, what would that entail for the rest of the world? If possible, include South America. I like to think we matter. <laughs> um, okay. So if, if Trump is elected again, what would it entail for the rest of the world? The U.S. economy is just now starting to recover from his previous mismanagement. When he went into office, he was riding Obama's economy. If Trump was reelected, there would be economic issues, big ones, um, and those would definitely cause ripples in South America. Given the fact that his base does not like most people from South America, his foreign policy towards South America would be, at best, isolationist, you know, tariffs and stuff like that, and at worst, outright, outright confrontational. Um, so... It wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good. Uh, I do not believe that he would like invade a South American country or anything like that. I think he might like order strikes on different non-state actors and stuff like that. But I, I don't think there would be like full-on military force. Um, yeah. 
Okay. Do you think the U.S. government slash military would enforce some ecological agenda or outright invade countries to secure clean, fresh water? Absolutely. No hesitation. <laughs> yes. If the United States was in a position where access to fresh water became an issue for a large percentage of the population to the point where it would impact the economy, impact national security, stuff like that, you can bet that a country with a whole lot of fresh water, they're going to have some kind of violation, international violation. Um, you know, they'll use international law, but that country, though, they're going to need some freedom. The, the U.S. government would absolutely do that and manufacture a pretext to do so. Hey, Bo, long-time watcher from New Zealand. I recently read about the hundreds of unmarked graves at Hines County. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is about something going on in Jackson, Mississippi. I don't want to go too far into it because uh, I, I know somebody who is actively trying to find out information about that. And um, I'm going to wait to see what they find out. Um, th this is not something, there's been a couple of message about, messages about this. This is not something that I am ignoring or don't think is important. This is something that I think is important enough to have uh, actively made combat or contact with somebody who is is investigating it. Um, and I'm just going to wait to see what they find out. Um, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, in Jackson, Mississippi, there is a, a cemetery of sorts where the family members weren't notified, and it's it appears to have uh, some real shady things that occurred. The term terrorist organization, in quotes, to me seems overly political, often being used by those in power to label an enemy for future theft of power coupons. I believe label, labeling acts to be far more accurate. Acts are definitely are definite, whereas organizations can be vast and nuanced. Do you believe the term terrorist organization has a proper use? And if so, would you define the term? Um, I'm willing to bet that I, I, I said the T word more in this video <laughs> than I have in my other ones. Yeah, I believe that that term gets used to label a group as bad guy for PR purposes. It should be used to identify the strategy that they deploy, which can lead to a better understanding of workable options and in theory get to peace. Um, you know, that word has become synonymous with bad guy. It, it's The reality is that that is a very specific strategy. And just applying that term outside of that strategy gets complicated. And it undermines the understanding of that strategy, which means countering them is even worse. It's even harder. Um... So, to me, it should be whether or not the individual or 
organization is actually deploying that strategy. And I can tell you right now, a whole lot of the groups that get that label, they are not. Um, and a bunch of groups that don't get that label absolutely do. So that's, that's, that is my uh, concern with that term. For dog-friendly people in... Oh, this is cool. Okay, so I, I already saw this one. <laughs> Short version. If you live in Southern California and you are um, you're interested in a greyhound, a dog, go to operationgreyhound.com slash dogs slash dogs dot html. I'm pretty sure you could probably just go to operationgreyhound.com. <laughs> um, from what I understand, they have a whole bunch of dogs that um, have been retired and they need to find homes. Um, adoptive, foster, the short version, they need help. Um, and this came in from two different people. I, I haven't talked about it yet because I was actually going to uh, reach out to them and check it out and see what they needed exactly. But two different people have messaged about this. Um, so I would imagine that they they definitely need help. I just don't have more information than that. So I would check them out and see if there's anything you could do, especially if you like, you know, big, tall, super fast dogs. Um, so, and that looks like it. Those are all the questions. So hopefully that's a little bit more information, a little bit more context, and having the right information will make all the difference. Y'all have a good day.